0: Welcome to Tuck and Run, the world's number one American football game show. As always, I'm your host, Dale Tucker. Well, Week 9 is in the books, and it's all downhill from here, literally. We've crested the apex, and we're on the downward slope to the end of the regular season. Think about it. We're closer to the end of the regular season than the start. There's less games remaining than we've already seen so far, for most of us, and... Granted, we do have playoffs, but not all of our teams are, gonna, are going to play in the playoffs, so let's take a moment of silence for all those teams that most likely, Detroit Lions, are not going to be playing after Week 17. Anyways, today's going to be a slightly different type of episode, as one of our contestants had to drop out at the last minute, and we're gonna, so we're going to have to do one contestant versus the show itself. Desperate times call for desperate measures, and at the very least, it should be interesting. Speaking of interesting, allow me to introduce our first, and only, contestant on today's episode. (music) Representing the Texans as our home team, coming to us all the way from Houston, Texas, out of homeschool, it's smooth. Grandmama! Smooth, how are you?
1: I'm doing well.
0: Doing well. A Fun fact about Smooth is he was once stood up at the airport after dating someone for six months of long-distance dating. Is that right?
1: Yeah, yeah. I met someone on MySpace. Flew out to meet her. Oh, and you flew out she there. She never showed. Oh, yeah, I flew there.
0: You flew there. I thought you. Wow, that's even worse. <clears throat> Excuse oh, yeah. me. I thought. I thought for sure you went to meet her and she just never showed up. You actually paid money. Oof, oh, boy. Did you ever talk to her after yeah, that?
1: She, she called me two months later to apologize.
0: What was the issue? Anxiety. I don't know. Catfishing. It was probably. It was a
1: short phone call. So. <laughs> yeah, I
0: don't blame you. That's. <laughs> Wait, you're and you're in Texas. Where did you fly out to? California?
1: Uh, Carolina.
0: Carolina. Oh, eh, The opposite direction, but just as far. Mm-hmm. All right, so do you have any last-minute questions before we start? I already said in the intro it's going to be a little bit different. It's going to be you versus me, essentially, but I already know the answers. So <clears throat> we'll do all multiple choice for you, and if you get it wrong, it's going to be like a correct answer for me. Mm-hmm. All right? So you can pick to go on offense or defense first. And so we'll still do offense and defense. But, again, you just have to get the questions <clears throat> the questions right. All right?
1: Yeah, I'm just going to get destroyed.
0: Yeah, well, we'll see what happens. We never know. I haven't quite figured out tuck-and-run play. It's probably going to have to get rid of those because, I mean, maybe I'll just give you one every once in a while. All right, so I'm going to flip a coin. You call heads – oh, jeez. Heads or tails? Uh, tails. It is heads. So do you want Uh, – I'll put you on offense first. I'll put you on defense first. I'll go on offense first. So it's first and 10 at the 20. I'll go – I'll just go five-yard run. I'm going to keep it low, you know, five yards at a time, and we'll see what happens. I'm going to go with radical receivers. So the question is, if again, if you get this correct, you knock me back five yards, otherwise I gain five yards. All right? All right. The first question is, which player had the lowest average targeted air yards in week nine? Was it Mark Andrews, Anthony Fersker, Jimmy Graham, or Sterling Shepard?
1: Uh, Anthony Fersker.
0: Anthony Fersker, not a bad guess because he is a tight end. Unfortunately, Anthony Fersker was the second lowest by <laughs> one yards. Jimmy Graham averaged 2.4 targeted air yards in week nine. Good for first most, but second's not bad. So anyways, five yards, second and five. I will go with a potent passers question. The question is, Actually, you know what? You can pick the categories. You're on defense. We'll let you pick it. What do you want? To, you pick it. Why? Why am I picking it? You go ahead. You pick it. What you want to defend?
1: Uh, I mean, the passer's fine. All Horton right, passer.
0: Good, good choice. Which quarterback had the lowest average completed air yards in Week Nine? So you understand what we're asking? The lowest average completed air. Yeah. All right, Alex Smith, Teddy Bridgewater, Lamar Jackson, or Phillip Rivers.
1: Uh, it's gonna be Alex Smith.
0: I would have thought so too. but It's not. Alex Smith was the third lowest average oh. complete yards. He had he averaged three point four air yards per completion. Philip Rivers was the lowest, two point four. Philip Rivers averaged two point not even three yards per completion. Crazy. So first down and ten at the thirty. What do you want to call for defense? Uh, let's
1: do a ten yard run play. I'll defend that.
0: Yeah, yeah, that makes sense. Let you call it, too, because that way you can gain what you lose. Ten-yard run out of what formation?
1: Uh, The rushers.
0: Rushers, you got it. Your question is, which player ran the most yards on a single play in Week 9? Cedric Wilson, Andre Roberts, C.J. Goodwin, or Will Fuller? The most yards on a single play in Week 9.
1: I think Cedric Wilson.
0: You keep getting very close. I want you to know that Cedric Wilson ran the second most yards mm. on a 100. He ran 120 yards on a punt that ended up officially counting as a zero-yard punt because of a penalty. the The correct answer is C.J. Goodwin, who ran 155.4 yards on a punt that also officially went down as a zero-yard return because of a penalty. So that is you said 10-yard run. So that is. First and 10 at the 40. What do you want to call for, again, for your defense?
1: Uh, Let's do the 10-yard pass.
0: 10-yard pass out of?
1: The uh, powerful passers.
0: (laughs) That's a good adjective too, potent (laughs) passers. Remember, we have passers, runners, receivers, defense, special teams, fantasy football. Your question is? Which quarterback had the lowest completion probability on a single completed pass in Week Nine? Lowest completion probability. In other words, Amazon Web Services—they like to figure out what mm-hmm. the percentage, the highest, you know, what the probability is. So this quarterback had the lowest. Is it Justin Herbert, Joe Flacco, Ryan Tannehill, or Tua Tagovailoa? Tagovailoa.
1: Uh, I'm gonna go with Ryan, the Cannon Tannehill.
0: <clears throat> I love Ryan Tannehill. Unfortunately, again. <laughs> again Ryan Tannehill, is, I should give you half credit for keep, you keep getting the second, the second ice. Ryan Ryan Tannehill had a 15.2 percent chance of complete of a completion on his 40-yard touchdown. I think that was to A.J. Brown. I imagine because did you see that yeah. one yourself? That was a heck of a throw. It was a heck of a throw. Joe Flacco had a 6.2 percent completion probability on a 20-yard touchdown pass that he obviously converted. Six point two—that's pretty low. So that was a ten-yard pass. So it is now first and ten at the fifty. What would you like to defend?
1: Uh, let's do a twenty-yard. Uh, I guess it doesn't matter if underpassing is almost. No, no,
0: yeah, it doesn't matter. So it's but you want to do twenty yards. Well, you're if you get it right, you're gonna turn the ball over twenty yards downfield. So what um what option? Let's
1: do a fantasy football.
0: All right, let's see. Maybe these. I do think these are a little bit easier. I, in in fairness, I picked a lot of hard ones because. I thought we were going to have your contestant, uh, Fargo, Mm -hmm. and he's really good at this. So I was hoping I pick some hard ones to mess him up. Which tight end scored the most points in week nine? Was it Evan Ingram, Travis Kelsey, Irv Smith Jr., or Jimmy Graham? Jimmy Graham. Yeah, going to the. Ooh, no. Once again, (laughs) the second (laughs) correct answer. He had the second most fantasy points. Jimmy Graham had 17.5 points. Fantasy points. Travis Kelsey had 25.9. So that makes it first and 10 at the 30. You know, you could do five yards. <laughs> you could take it slow. Yeah, yeah. All right, your call. What do you want to do?
1: Uh, let's see where the 30. Let's do another 20 yard uh, fantasy football.
0: 20 yard fantasy football. All right. Your question is <clears throat> Excuse me. Which defense slash special teams scored the least? Points in week nine. You can take your time. You have plenty of time, by the way. Was it the Niners, the Lions, the Cowboys, or the Jets? Think about that. Who was the most embarrassed, essentially? And uh, Well, maybe that's not a good option. That's not a good answer. Because, I don't know. I can't give you the – I don't know. I'm trying to help you out because I don't want to go down there and score on you.
1: I mean, those are all pretty miserable teams. But so the I Jets, pick them.
0: the Lions, the Niners, or the Cowboys? I will tell you, only one of them was in the negatives. All the others were at zero. There, that's a good hint. Ten seconds. Lions. Not a bad guess, but it was the Jets. The New York Jets had minus one point. That was a 20-yard pass, so it is first and ten at the goal. It's almost harder when you're competing against yourself. All right, what would you like to do?
1: Let's do a five-yard play here with uh, some more fantasy football.
0: You got it. Your question is, which player scored the most points in Week 9? Was it Kyler Murray, Dalvin Cook, Christian McCaffrey, or Josh Allen? Do you know? You don't know?
1: I, I, I I think it was Josh Allen.
0: Josh Allen scored the fourth most points. It was Dalvin, He had thirty six. It was Dalvin Cook who had thirty nine point two after absolutely destroying my Lions. So it is ah. second and five at the five. You also FY there. I'm not going to do a two minute warning. It's just going to go the whole the whole fifteen. I'll let you know when there are two minutes. There's we've done mm-hmm. seven minutes so far. So you're eight minutes eight minutes ago. So first and five at the five. What would you like to do?
1: Uh, we'll do another five yard. Uh,
0: it probably should go for a turnover here. <laughs>
1: You're okay, good. yeah, 20 yard.
0: Uh, Whatever, yeah. Out fantasy of football. Fantasy yeah. football. Okay. Oh, a little bit opposite of what we just asked. Which DST, defense special teams, scored the most points in week nine? The Ravens, the Saints, the Titans, or the Giants? Plenty of time. Don't rush it. I want you to get this. <laughs> the Ravens, the Saints, the Titans, or the Giants? Uh,. Think about I'm gonna that. Say, Think about the turn. I would say this, they probably scored this many points because of turnovers. So let's just, I'll just give you that hint. They probably scored this many points because of turnovers.
1: Yeah, my, my instinct is to go with the Saints. Since they All got right, three so that, you said Brady. Saints.
0: I'll give you that. You said it first. It is the Saints. The Saints. What were, Finish that train of thought, though. What Were you going to go with Saints? Oh,
1: because they picked off Brady three times.
0: That is why. And so the Saints scored 16 points in week nine. Ooh, is that a 20-yard pass? That's a touchback. Good for you. That is a touchback. So it is now first and 10 at your 20 – at my 20, you need 80 yards to the end zone. On offense, though, good job. What would you like to do for your first play of offense?
1: Uh, 10-yard fantasy football.
0: Run or pass? Oh, no, no, it doesn't matter. I'm giving you multiple choice for everything. 10-yard fantasy football. Oh, FYI, there's between five and eight questions per category now. Which, again, I did that because a lot of people weren't picking a lot of categories. But now that you're the only one here, it actually might hurt you, unfortunately. But so you will exhaust this. There are only like three more questions in fantasy football. Which wide receiver scored the most points in week nine? Was it Devontae Adams, Tyreek Hill, Richie James, or Jacoby Myers? I will tell you that this is not an obvious answer.
1: Yeah, I'm leaning towards. Uh, I'm gonna go with Jacoby Myers.
0: Jacoby Myers scored the. Th- he had it. He did go off. He but he scored the fourth highest, the fourth most points. It is somebody called Richie James, which I believe was Thursday Night Football. He's against the Packers, Niners, Packers. He scored thirty-three point four points. He had himself a game. So that was a run. So it is now first and twenty, second and twenty at the ten. <laughs> what would you like to do?
1: Well, let's do a twenty-yard, and let's go with the potent passers.
0: Your question is: Which quarterback threw the highest percentage of aggressive throws? Do you know what that's what that's measuring? Yeah. In week nine, was it Derek Carr, Tua Taglevoa? Joe Flacco or Ryan Tannehill?
1: Oh, the guy I would have picked even on the list.
0: Okay. <laughs> I don't want to give you too many hints. You might have already said this name before. Maybe, if I remember correctly.
1: Who would you have said? Oh, be Who would you have said? Tannehill. Oh, well, uh, out of people that's not on the list, I would have Justin Herbert. He's a gunslinger. But yeah, on that list, Justin Ryan Tannehill. Tannehill.
0: Ryan Tannehill. And if I didn't give you that colossal hint, what would you have said?
1: Uh, Flacco just because he's you know
0: crazy. So, so Flacco was the fourth highest. 24% of Flacco's throws were considered aggressive. 38.1% of Ryan Tannehill's throws were considered aggressive. In other words, a defender was one yard or less away from his target at the time of throw. So that was a 20-yard run. So it is now first and 10 at the 30 with a little bit over four minutes left in the first half. What would you like to do?
1: Just, uh, do another 20-yard potent passer.
0: Potent passer. Which quarterback had the lowest average time to throw in week nine? Now, time to throw just measures how long from the snap of the ball to when they throw it. It doesn't have any reason why. Which quarterback had the lowest average time to throw? Nick Foles, Aaron Rodgers, Big Ben, or Phillip Rivers? Aaron Rodgers. Aaron Rodgers, unfortunately, is incorrect. Ooh, that was a 20-yard, too. Is unfortunately Incorrect. He had 2.43 seconds from snap to throw on average. Big Ben Roethlisberger had 2.16 seconds from snap to throw. So that, was a, that is a turnover 20 yards downfield at the 50. So you are now back on defense. It is first and 10 at midfield. What would you like to do on defense? Uh,
1: 5 yards, rambunctious <laughs> runner.
0: Remarkable runner. I love all these adjectives I could have used. Your question is... Which player had the most unexpected rush yards on a single rush in week nine? Unexpected. Alfred Morris, can't believe he's still in the NFL, Derrick Henry, Tony Pollard, or Dalvin Cook?
1: Uh, I'm going to go with Dalvin Cook.
0: That is correct. Dalvin Cook was expected, according to AWS, to gain seven yards on one of his carries. Would you like to know how many yards he did gain, in fact? Against my Detroit uh, Lions, 70. He gained no, 70 too. yards against my Detroit Lions on what was supposed to have been against any other defense. Any average defense would have been seven yards, but it was 70. All right, so it's now second and 15 at the 45. You're 45. They're 40. My 45. I always get that confused. What would you like to do?
1: Uh, Five-yard um, ridiculous runner. <laughs>
0: Five-yard, remarkable runner. You got it. Which running back saw the highest percentage of eight-man boxes in week nine? Was it Alexander Madison, Dalvin Cook, Latavius Murray, or Damian Harris? we'll
1: go with uh, Damian Harris.
0: Damian Harris is actually, I believe, throughout overall so far into the season, is number one. But in this week, he was the fourth highest. He's 57.14% of his snaps were against eight-man boxes, which is crazy, over half. Latavius Murray of the New Orleans Saints, 70% of his snaps came against eight-man boxes, which is ridiculous. That was the number one, most, most highest percentage. So it is now third and 10 back at the 50. What would you like to do? Five-yard run is pretty good
1: for uh, Yeah, another five-yarder. You got and it. And we'll go with the, uh, the passers.
0: Potent – nope. Radical receiver. Oh, passers? Passers? Yeah. Yeah, potent passers. Which quarterback had the longest air yards on a single completed pass in week nine? This is always – gives people a hard time. You understand what this is asking? Yeah. All right. On a single completed pass, it was in the air from the throw to the catch. Was it Aaron Rodgers, Russell Wilson, Justin Herbert, or Derek Carr?
1: Uh, We'll go with the rookie old Justin Herbert.
0: I thought you might because of the inflection in my voice, but I was trying to trick you. It was not Justin (laughs) Herbert. Justin Herbert's longest air yards on a single pass were 57.7, good for third highest. Russell Wilson had a ball, and I'm pretty sure I watched this play live, that was in the air for 64.4 yards from pass to catch. So – Ooh, you know what though? It's fourth and fourth and five at the 45. Mm-hmm. Uh, and that, it, you, you know what? That's halftime. I should have given you a warning there, but that is halftime. <laughs> so you know what? That ends it right there. We're gonna be right with score of 0-0, zero. Fourth down. I gotta think about what I'm gonna do here. We'll be right back after this with Wednesday night linebacker. We're back with Wednesday Night Linebacker on this very special Week 9 edition of Tuck and Run, where it's just myself and Smooth Grandmama. Smooth, you know how Wednesday Night Linebacker works?
1: Yeah, we're betting on the teams who's going to win.
0: It, betting on who's going to win against the spread and how much you want to put on them. I already know Ewan's bets, and I have my bets. So, but you'll have, As being our only contestant today, you'll have up to a minute to say whatever you want about each game. And then I'll throw in what I'm gonna bet and we'll just keep going like that, all right? So our first game sure. do do you know how much you're gonna bet or you're just gonna figure it out as you go?
1: I'll figure it out as I go. I'm probably just gonna go all on one and one on the rest.
0: Yeah, that seems to be what everyone is doing. So <laughs> the our very first game is Thursday night football, tomorrow night or tonight, whenever you're listening to it. The Indianapolis Colts are going into Tennessee to play the Titans, where the Titans are two and a half point favorites. Who do you like in this
1: smooth? I'm gonna throw eighty-seven on the <laughs> Titans.
0: Eighty-seven <laughs> right off the bat. Oh boy, it's gonna make it. We're gonna get through this real quick. Eighty-seven dollars on the Titans, which so far no, I'm putting five dollars on the Titans. Ewan's putting one dollar on the Titans. Any reason why you're feeling so confident in the in the Tennessee Titans?
1: Uh, they're just way better. They're better than two and a half points favorites for sure on the on the Colts.
0: I think so too. i That's why I'm
1: confident. I mean, and they've got a great field goal kicker in Steven Kostowski.
0: Sometimes, sometimes when he makes them, he's kind of he's yeah. kind of frustrating. But I do love Ryan Danahill. and I do think they have but I, believe,
1: I also believe the Titans set a record last year for their red zone touchdown percentage, and they've kind of carried that over this year, a stat that most people didn't think was sustainable. So, as they get in the red zone, they pretty much score touchdowns every time.
0: I also just heard on NFL Network it was a PFF pro football-focused stat, but they were saying, I'm not 100% sure on what the percentage were, but on first and second down, the Titans are the number one or number two pass offense in the NFL. But the problem is they throw the ball the fourth fewest times. So in other words, they need to let Tannehill throw it some more on first and second down. But obviously you're feeling confident whether they throw it or run it. Because you put 87 dollars again I put five you and put a dollar a lot of other guys in the Discord put a dollar. Our next game, our first one o'clock game is not going to be a lot of intrigue for the rest of these games except for my picks. our next game is the te- Houston Texans going into Cleveland to play the play the Browns where the Browns are three and a half point favorites. Where are you putting your one dollar
1: Oh, on the Texans for sure.
0: oh Houston lone wolf you think the Texans are is it, do you think they're going to win or do you think they'll cover?
1: I think they'll win just because Deshaun Watson's not going to lose to Baker Mayfield.
0: Yeah, I'm not. You're a, you're a Texas guy, shouldn't you like, I guess, Oklahoma? But still, isn't Baker from Texas? Oh, you're a Houston fan. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, he yeah. kind of. I did introduce you but... as a Houston fan. That's right. Okay, I got you. Now I get it. I'm surprised you didn't put $87 on this game as a homer.
1: Wow. <laughs>
0: I will say, Ewan put $1 on the Browns because he has one $87 bet, just like you. I put five dollars on the Browns, but I am rooting for the Texans because I do not like Baker Mayfield. However, last week I did pretty good betting the favorites, and this week I'm mostly betting the favorites as well. So we'll see how it goes, because I gotta catch up. Speaking of which, side note, through this is your first time doing this smooth, but through three weeks, Ewan is the only one of us who's actually made money. We're all down, all of us are down. And he's made $13. He's earned $13. So he's earned all his money back plus 13 in three weeks of betting. So our next game, yeah. we have the Jacksonville Jaguars. This has got to be our biggest line of the week. Going into Green Bay to play the Packers, where the Packers are 13 and a half point favorites. And surprisingly, all the money is going on Jacksonville. Who, excuse me. Who do you like in this smooth? Green Bay. Green Bay. $1 on Green Bay even though it's 13, you don't mind, 13 and a half points. they got to win by two touchdowns.
1: Yeah, uh, the Texans dropped four picks last week against Jake Luton.
0: Oh, yeah, you weren't? Yeah, how, was, how do you look? You watched that game, right?
1: I watched half of it.
0: Yeah, I, for, I was watching the Lions, but I was impressed with what Jake Luton was doing um, in the box score. We had
1: four, four linebackers out and one get injured during the game. We had our CB1, Bradley Roby, get suspended before the game. And they still only scored 25 points against a morbid Texans defense that's basically living on J.J. Watt's back.
0: Yeah, I feel bad. for it. I'll be honest with you. Side note, I would like J.J. Watt to get traded so he can win a Super Bowl. But maybe you guys can win a Super Bowl. You do have the quarterback. But I, I just I would like to see J.J. Watt win a Super Bowl. You think so? What, how do you feel about that?
1: That's the the sentiment in this area is if he wants to win somewhere, then we should allow him to do that.
0: Yeah, because he's giving you guys every. He was he was great for like five straight years, like the MVP, like Lawrence Taylor, yeah. you know. So, but I mean, hey, I'm always now that you guys fired Bill O'Brien, I, I think, I think if you can get like Eric enemy or something, that would be really good for you, somebody to come in there and work with Deshaun, instead of someone who would trade away all his weapons and get him killed. But yeah. Anyways, so I'm taking the Packers with five dollars. Ewan is taking the Packers, of course, because he's a Green Bay fan, but he's only putting a dollar. That's not his big bet of the week. And so we're we're all in agreement. Their next game sees the Philadelphia Eagles going into New York to play the Giants where the Giants are three and a half point underdogs where are you putting your one dollar
1: uh I, I might go with the Giants I guess I'm just looking to see another Daniel Jones 87 yard non- touchdown run
0: <laughs> that was that was almost as bad as Philip Rivers run when he was trying to cover the recover the fumble not recover the fumble tackle the guy did you see that did you happen to see that where he with, no, I didn't see that so one. So Jonathan Taylor fumbled. The Ravens picked it up. They were running back, and he was trying to go. His his head went one way and his body went the other way because he remembered he's like a 39-year-old man, and he shouldn't be chasing people, 25-year-old athletes. Anyways, so you're taking the Giants. I'm taking the Giants. I don't know that they're going to win, but I do think that it will be like a three-point game. And Ewan is putting – well, I'm only putting a dollar on the Giants. And Ewan is putting one dollar on the Eagles, so he's the lone wolf on that bit. Moving on. We have the got-to-be-angry Tampa Bay Buccaneers traveling into Carolina to play the upstart Panthers, where the Panthers are five-and-a-half-point underdogs. Where are you putting your $1?
1: Um, I like the Panthers.
0: You're going to put on Carolina?
1: Yeah. I. Uh, to win or I just I to think, cover? Uh, but just to cover. I don't know if they'll win, but Brady probably not going to have two bad games in a row.
0: Probably not.
1: But that offensive coordinator in Carolina is doing work.
0: Yeah, Joe Brady, that could be another guy you guys yeah. could hire. He could be good for you. I I could see him doing work with Sean Watson. I want the Lions to fire Matt Patricia so we can get started on these new head coaches. But that's Yeah, so you all can hire Josh McDaniels? No, we're done with the Patriots. <laughs> Although I will say I wanted Josh McDaniels more than Matt Patricia. I would rather have someone who can actually work with Matt Stafford with what he has left in his career. Because I, I feel similar to how you guys feel about J.J. Watt. I think of – I feel bad for him at this point. I wouldn't be upset if we traded him somewhere so he can actually be good and play in the postseason. Like I would be happy if you like if he did what like Tom Brady did and went somewhere and was good. Um, so you're doing the Panthers one dollar. Ewan is doing one dollar on the Bucks because basically he's betting all the favorites. I agree with you. I do think the Panthers will at least cover, but again, I'm trying to win back some money, so I took the favorite. I put five dollars on the Bucks. We'll see what happens. I could very easily see the Panthers covering though I will say that I agree with you on that our last one o'clock game sees the Washington football team go into Detroit where somehow my Detroit Lions are four-point favorites who do you like with your one dollar
1: uh I'm assuming Alex Smith is still starting yeah he's I'm gonna be going with the Lions yeah yeah well if
0: it, ha- if it was it was Haskins if it was Haskins would you pick the Washington football team probably you think so <laughs> I'd I like Dwayne Haskins. I'm an Ohio State fan, but they are clearly done with him. Yeah. But, yeah. Like, if they're going to go with Alex Smith, who's one hit away from his career being over, instead of, like, they're not even protecting him, but whatever. So $1 on the Lions. I'm doing $1, but on the Washington football team because I'm amazed the Lions are favored. That's it. I, the Lions might win. I hope they – well, no. Actually, I don't hope they win because I want a good draft pick, but I hope it's close. But I don't know about uh, – four points is low, but the Lions just continue to find ways to lose. Ewan put $1 on the Lions, of course. So our first four o'clock game, our afternoon – start of our afternoon – there's actually one, two, three, four, five four o'clock games this week, which is crazy. <coughs> Usually there's two or three. Sees the Denver Broncos going into Oakland to play the Raiders, where the Raiders are five-and-a-half-point favorites. Where's your $1 going?
1: Oh, we're going to go Oakland.
0: Las Vegas. Did I say Oakland? I think I did say Oakland. I don't know. It's the Las Vegas Raiders. I do that all the yeah, time. Yeah, it's like, it's, 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 like it's still San
1: Diego Chargers. Yeah, me, so. it
0: should still be the San Diego Chargers. They should move back. I agree. But yeah, the Raiders, five-and-a-half-point favorites. Ewan took the Raiders as well with $1. Any reason? You think they're going to win? You think they're going to – well, they have to win, I guess. So you do think they're going to cover.
1: Broncos, yeah, I'm just picking the better team.
0: They are the better team. I agree with that. But the Broncos, they play stingy defense. And I don't like Drew Locke, but he keeps keeping – Making games close. I'm putting three dollars on the Broncos. This is one of my few underdog picks. I don't know, I have no idea. I just needed the math to work out, so I put three dollars on there. Sometimes it's just like I just randomly put money. So our next game we have the Buffalo Bills going into Arizona where the Cardinals are two point favorites. Who do you like?
1: I'll take the Bills.
0: Yeah, and the points. That's <laughs> I'm I'm amazed at the what do the Bills have to do? Like I know Arizona just beat well, they just lost to the Dolphins. <laughs> like Why do they think Buffalo's going to lose? That's crazy to me. I don't know. I took the Bills as well. I put $10 on the Bills. I'm extremely – they don't have to win. They just have to be within one, basically, which I think they're going to straight up win. Ewan put $1 on the Cardinals because, again, favorites. The next game sees a Los Angeles San Diego Chargers going to Miami cross-country to play the Dolphins, where the Dolphins coming off that thrilling win against Arizona are three-point underdogs. Who do you like? Dolphins, Miami. I like Miami as well too. I put five dollars on them. You and put one dollar on the Dolphins. Dolphins are good. I I want to do a futures bet yeah. where I think they're going to win the AFC East. Like I don't know. Yeah, I, I don't
1: know. If, I don't know if Tua has been better than uh, Fitzmagic was, but their defense has actually been really good. I think it hasn't been talked about.
0: Hasn't been talked about enough, and it makes me so aggravated that the Dolphins are the ones that got the good Patriots defensive coach and not us. <laughs> but what are we going to do? Such is the life of the Lions, man. The next game sees the Seattle Seahawks going to Los Angeles to play the Rams, where the Rams are one-point favorites. Basically a pick 'em. Where are you putting your dollar?
1: Oh, the Seahawks.
0: Yeah, I agree. Any reason why?
1: I just don't like the Rams at all.
0: I don't it's, I don't like Jared Goff. I think Jared Goff is supremely overrated, and he's basically a Madden quarterback out there with Sean McVay pushing the buttons. But I'm amazed the Seahawks are not – the I know they just lost. But, I mean, like Russell Wilson did everything. That was the one game where Russell Wilson didn't do everything in his power for them to win. So that's why they lost because like, he turned the ball over so many times. But I don't know. The Rams have a good defense. I don't trust their offense. I know Seattle has a terrible defense. So it's probably going to be a high-scoring game. I would I would take the over. If I were to bet this game, I would probably just bet the over. But we had to bet the, the sides. And so I bet $30, my biggest bet of the week, on the Seahawks because you get the points. And you get the points, and I think they're going to win straight up. Ewan put $1 on the Rams because, again, he's picking all favorites. Our final 4 o'clock game sees the San Francisco 49ers going into New Orleans to play the Saints, where the Saints are, I would say, (laughs) too much. They are favored by too high of a spread. They are 9-point favorites. Who, where are you putting your dollar, Smooth?
1: Yeah, I'm going to ride the Saints.
0: New Orleans? Who dat or who day? I always get those confused. Who dat is the Saints, right? And who day is the Bengals?
1: I don't know if the Bengals have a thing. Yeah, one of them is who the Houdet. Who dat's in New Orleans, thing. Right, yeah. So
0: who day is the Bengals? But it's like they're not even close to each other geographically. But when you do the
1: when you do the who like it's got to be more like guttural, like who dat.
0: Who well, Yeah, what's Creole, right? Yeah, yeah. But so the Saints nine point favorites. I think the Saints will win. But the Niners are a little friskier than I think they're getting credit for. Although, you know what? If it's Nick Mullins or C.J. Bethard, which I believe it will be, uh, did I, I really took the Niners. I'm going to flip this. I'm going to flip this. To, <laughs> I'm going to take the favorite here. I, now, you've talked me into it. I'm going to put $5 on the Saints. Ewan is putting $1 on the Saints.
1: Yeah, there's just no like downgrade to the Saints' backups. So if Breeze sits, Taysom Hill comes in. If Kamara sits, Latavius Murray comes in. of
0: the eight-man ball. They're just
1: so loaded.
0: Yeah, yeah, I agree. Yeah. And with
1: Kittle gone, there's no burner for the Niners.
0: Yeah. And The Saints are going to be pumped up after that 38-3 drubbing. So, for our Sunday night football, which could have been the game of the week if things had gone differently in the offseason. I see why they made it Sunday night football way back when. The Baltimore Ravens go into New England where the Patriots – are seven-and-a-half-point underdogs. Got to be one of the highest underdog totals that Bill Belichick's ever had. Who do you like in this, and where are you putting your dollar?
1: I'll go with the Patriots.
0: New England. You're putting a dollar on New England, huh? To win or just to cover?
1: They'll cover. I don't know if they'll win, but they'll cover.
0: Yeah. I put $5 on the Patriots because I don't think the Ravens are the type of team that – I don't think Bill Belichick is going to let his team get totally embarrassed. I think the Ravens will end up winning by three or even seven, but not more than seven. So because of that, if it was seven, maybe I'd take the Ravens, but seven and a half, I'm definitely taking the Patriots. Uh, It's even right now. The money hasn't really gone anywhere. Ewan put $1 on the Ravens because he's a coward. So for our last game of week 10, it's kind of scary to say that already, we have the Minnesota Vikings going into Chicago to play the Bears, where the Bears are three-point underdogs. Who do you like in our last game?
1: Uh, I mean, I've got to stick with the Vikings on that. It's on a three-point, three-and-a-half-point spread, I'll take the better team.
0: Yeah. No, it's a three-point spread. so. No, three, yeah, the, yeah, that's a three, easy pick. Yeah, yeah. I, I bet the – I put my second biggest bet on the Vikings to cover because I think – I've been betting on the Bears a lot because their defense is good, but Minnesota, I, I hate to say it, but I can see Minnesota making a run at that last playoff spot in the NFC. It's going to be tough with the NFC West, but – I don't think they're going to just go away. I think they're going to keep fighting, I don't know, who the quarterback for the yeah. I, the Bears are just a joke. Right? I feel bad for their defense. I feel so yeah. bad for their defense. But.
1: Well, if Dalvin Cook goes off again, he gets hold of like 100 fantasy points over three games. Yeah, somebody going to keep – really, He's gone yeah. like 40 the last two games.
0: Oh, that's true. Yeah, he had 39, right? What, what did I say? 39, I think? Yeah, 39 last week in PPR. So Dalvin Cook is – he's cooking right now. So mm-hmm. – all right. Well, you know what? This is Ewan's bet of the week. His big bet of the week. Sticking with a common theme, whoever the Bears are playing, he's putting eighty-seven dollars on their opponent. He has no idea. So far, it's worked out for him because, like I said, of all of us, he's actually made money through three weeks. So he put eighty-seven dollars on the Minnesota Vikings. Which, hey, I hope it works out for him <laughs> because if not, well, we'll catch some of us will catch up, make some gra- catch up some ground on him. All right. Well, that's all our picks for Wednesday night linebacker. So we will be right back with the second and final half of this week's episode right after this. And we are back with the second half. Tuck and run. Score is zero zero. It is fourth and five at your forty-five, my ball. I decided I'm going to punt the ball, because why not? So the way we're gonna do this is there's seven answers. As many as you can give correct takes away from the punt. You know what I mean? So mm-hmm. if you answer none of them correct, it's gonna be a seventy yard punt, essentially. And if you answer any of them correct, it'll be that many that many yards less for you. So your first, our first punt question of the night, which is a shame because I always make the most of these questions. Name the top seven QBs in passing touchdowns in week nine. Top seven QBs in passing touchdowns of week nine. Go ahead.
1: Russell Wilson.
0: Russell. Oh boy. Russell Wilson is not on here. So <laughs> <laughs> that means it was a seven yard punt, but you know what? Joke's on me. That's a touchback. <laughs> it's your ball at the 20. The top seven quarterbacks in passing touchdowns were, in order, Patrick Mahomes, Aaron Rodgers, Drew Brees, Kyler Murray, Josh Allen, Ben Roethlisberger, Matt Ryan, Kirk Cousins, and Joe Flacco. That's interesting. Russell Wilson must have only had two because or one. I don't know. Maybe he had a rushing touchdown. I have no idea. Anyways, doesn't matter. It is a touchback. It is first and ten. At your 20 – at my 20, what would you – no, your 20, what would you like to do? A uh,
1: 10-yard powerful passer.
0: <laughs> You're doing a much better job with the uh, adjectives than I was doing. Which quarterback had the highest average completed air yards – now, this is similar to the previous question, but average – highest completed air yards in week nine? Garrett Gilbert, who I believe is the Cowboys starter. Derek Carr – Joe Flacco or Kyler Murray? Um, good for Garrett Gilbert that he's. This is the top four, so it's just you got to figure out which one is the highest.
1: Yeah, we'll go with uh, Kyler Murray.
0: Now the table has turned in the second half because Kyler Murray is correct. Kyler Murray averaged ten point eight air yards per completion in Week Nine, over eleven yards per pass. That was that a ten yard run? Yes, right. Yeah, ten yard run. It is first and ten. That might be your first first down of the game too. First and ten at the thirty. <laughs> what would you like to do?
1: I'll just do another ten yarder, and we'll do the. Uh, uh, was there a defense special teams stat?
0: Uh, defense and then special teams is a separate category. So defense. Yeah. Okay. Let's do the,
1: the special special teams.
0: Spectacular special teams I had to. Be a little more clever than special special teams. <laughs> Which kicker made the longest field goal in Week Nine? Jason Sanders, Chris Boswell, Josh Lambeau, or Harrison Bucker? Josh Lambo. I'm glad you got that right because this is actually kind of a trick <laughs> question. Chris Boswell and Josh Lambo both tied for the longest at 59 yards. So that's right. That was another 10. So it is now your second first down of the game. First and 10 at your 40. What would you like to do?
1: I was doing uh, 10-yard special teams.
0: Special teams. This might be the first special. No, you just did special teams. Never mind. Disregard. Which player made the most field goals in week nine? Nick Folk, Greg Zerline, Tyler Bass, or Graham Gano?
1: We'll just go with Greg Zerline. (laughs)
0: <laughs> it's crazy how the luck can totally turn over, turn over luck, and that is right. Greg Zerline kicked four field goals, good for the most, in Week 9. It is keep the Cowboys nine. kicker, right? Greg Zerline is now the Cowboys kicker. Nick Falk was the Cowboys kicker. Tyler Bass is the Bills kicker, and Graham Gano is the Giants kicker. But, yes, he is the Cowboys kicker. Four field goals, most all of their points. First and ten at midfield, what would you like to do?
1: Let's stick with the 10 yards and let's uh, go with the radical receivers.
0: Your question is Which player had the highest average separation in week nine? Richie James, Jimmy Graham, Hayden Hurst, or Danny Amendola? Highest average separation.
1: the, The guy who had the big game, Richie James.
0: Not a bad guess. Probably how I would have thought too, especially because usually in questions like this, it is not tight ends. However, this time, Jimmy Graham had the highest average separation, six point one yards per cat per I guess catch. Is right, how they're
1: right. That. Because he was only two yards past the line of scrimmage for each one of those.
0: <laughs> yeah, yeah, six point one <laughs> highest average separation. So unfortunately, it is now second and twenty, back at the forty. What would you like to do?
1: I'll do a twenty-yarder. Um let's go back to special teams.
0: Special teams. Which punter <laughs> attempted the most punts in week nine? Was it Sam Cook, Ryan Allen, Pat O'Donnell, or Brian Anger? I will tell you, Ryan Allen is the Patriots kicker, Sam Cook is the Ravens kicker, Pat O'Donnell is the Bears kicker, and once upon a time Brian Anger was the Jags kicker. I have no idea where he is now. Anyways, which one that attempted the most punts. Patriots, Ravens, Bears, question mark.
1: It's the Bears. Um, the Anger is actually on the Texans now.
0: Oh, is he? He was <laughs> a, I think he was like a third round pick of theirs, Brian Anger, and that was a huge mistake <laughs> of the Jaguars, not of the Texans. Unfortunately, Pat O'Donnell, who is the Bears kicker as far as I know, had the third or actually he tied for the second most. The Patriots punter punted eight times. And unfortunately for you, that is a 20-yard turnover. So it is first and 10 at my 40, 60 yards away from the end zone. What would you like to do for defense? Uh, I
1: think you're all going to do a 20-yard fantasy football.
0: You know what? You're right. That's exactly what I was going to call. Your question is, which quarterback scored the most points in week nine? Fantasy points. Kyler Murray, Josh Allen, Patrick Mahomes, or Drew Locke?
1: Oh, uh, that's between Murray and Allen.
0: Maybe, yeah, and it is between Murray and Allen. That's right. Those are the top two. I will say that.
1: Uh, it is close. I'm going to go. I'm going to go with the guy that beat me in fantasy football, which was Kyler Murray.
0: Kyler Murray, sorry to hear that, is correct. Kyler Murray scored thirty-seven point nine two yards. Up yards. Points in week nine. I was just looking down. That was a pass, right? So it's back to your ball. You called a twenty yard pass. <laughs> back to your ball, first and ten at your forty. <laughs> two steps forward, uh, one step
1: back. Let's do uh let do a ten yard uh ten yard fantasy football. We've got like two more of those left.
0: Ten yard fantasy football, you have one more. This is the last one. Which starting QB scored the least points in week 9. Kyle Allen, Tom Brady, Philip Rivers, or Matthew Stafford? Kills me.
1: Philip Rivers.
0: Not bad because he did perform terribly. Actually, Tom Brady scored the least points. And to ah, be honest with picks. you, I would have thought you said Kyle Allen because he left the game so quickly. That's I was worried that this might be a trick question, but Tom Brady scored 2.36 fantasy points. That was a ten-yard run, so you you are moving just in the wrong direction. Second and twenty at the thirty. What would you like to do?
1: Uh, let's let's uh, let's just go for it. all. Let's get that uh, twenty-yard uh, passer.
0: Potent passers. Okay. Your question is. There's one, two more. There's one after one more question after this, and there are seven minutes left in the game. Which quarterback threw the lowest percentage? Lowest. Of ag- aggressive throws in Week 9, so the opposite of what I asked earlier. Which quarterback threw the lowest percentage of aggressive throws in Week 9? Nick Mullins, Big Ben, Teddy Bridgewater, or Kyler Murray?
1: Go Teddy Bridgewater.
0: Teddy Bridgewater threw the third lowest percentage, 6.1% of his passes, only 6% were considered aggressive, which means like maybe one of his passes. <laughs> ben Roethlisberger through 4.8% of his passes were considered aggressive, which is probably one of his passes, which has got us. I love looking at this because it's got to speak to the statistic of the team's defenses that they're playing against. Like in other words, the Cowboys were just nowhere near Ben Roethlisberger's receivers. Yeah. That's what that comes down to. That was a ten yard. That was a ten yard run. You got it wrong. So it is third and thirty at the twenty yard line.
1: Oh, I thought that was a twenty yarder.
0: Oh, you did do twenty. So that is a turnover. It is first <laughs> and ten at the fifty. What would you like to do on defense?
1: Ah, uh, there. Uh, your team's really aggressive. It's another twenty yard uh, radical receiver.
0: Which player? had the lowest average cushion in week nine. Cushion meaning, you understand the question? All right. The lowest average cushion at the snap of the ball, how far the defender is. Keenan Allen, Adam Thielen, Robbie Anderson, or Devontae Adams. Now, you can talk through this if you need to, and I might be able to give you hints. The top two are within .1 yards of each other. I will say that.
1: Yeah, I mean, it's usually guys who line up in the slot who have less cushion. Um, so burners usually have more cushion guys like Robbie Anderson.
0: Yeah, so and I would so say looking... one of these guys are burners, and I would say the other three are possession guys or route runners.
1: Right, right. Um, I mean, I would guess the guy that's getting jammed off the line the most there is going to be Devontae Adams.
0: Not a bad guess because your thought process makes sense, but unfortunately Devontae Adams was fourth lowest, 4.2 yards average cushion. Adam Thielen had 3.8 and Keenan Allen had 3.9. So Adam Thielen was the correct answer. He had the lowest average cushion. Everybody was up on him. The Lions just lived in his face, which makes sense because we love playing press man coverage, whether it works or not. Now, that was a 20-yard pass, correct? So that is mm-hmm. first and 10 at the 30. What do you calling? Or what am I calling?
1: Uh, Five-yard <laughs> radical runners.
0: Remarkable runners. There are four, a little over four minutes left. Which running back spent the highest average time behind the line of scrimmage in week nine? The highest average time. Is it Derrick Henry, Jarek McKinnon, David Montgomery, or Duke Johnson?
1: I'm going to go with my uh, home guy since he only averaged two yards a carry and our offensive line terrible with Duke Johnson.
0: Duke Johnson, th- that's a fair rationale, was fourth oh, highest <laughs> average. He averaged 2.88 yards. Uh, 2.88 seconds behind the line of scrimmage. Jarek McKinnon on the 49ers averaged 3.08 seconds behind the line of scrimmage per play. Good for first highest. That was a five-yard run, so it is now second and five at the 25. What would you like to do?
1: Five-yard run. Let's uh, let's do the uh, let's do the uh, receivers again.
0: Radical receivers. Which player? And I will tell you this: the tuck and run performance of the week might be coming up soon. I can. It's looking right at me. Which player had the highest catch percentage in Week Nine? Curtis Samuel, Will Froler, Jimmy Graham, or Chris Conley? Highest catch. Uh, we'll percentage. go.
1: We'll go with Jimmy Graham.
0: Thank God. Only one of these was incorrect. Three of them tied for first with 100%. Jimmy Graham, Curtis Samuel, Will Fuller all caught every single one of their targets. It is now third and 10 at the 30. What would you like to do?
1: I'll do another five-yard with our powerful passers.
0: (laughs) Potent passers. This is the last question for potent passers. Which quarterback had the highest average – Time to throw in week nine, so they had the highest average time to throw. Kyler Murray, Kirk Cousins, Joe Flacco, or Josh Allen? Held the ball for a while, be, had a long time to throw. It's, it's got
1: to be either Murray or Allen.
0: It's not going to matter because it's going to be fourth down either way. And I'm gonna I am going to say one of
1: that. those. Just one of those guys, then.
0: <laughs> so, flip a coin. Who do you like? 15 seconds.
1: Uh, Allen.
0: Josh Allen is incorrect. Kyler Murray was also incorrect. Kirk Cousins had 3.18 seconds average time to throw in Week 9 against my Lions. So, it is fourth and five at the... 25, meaning I need to answer three correctly. I'm going to kick a field goal. You need to answer five correctly to stop me from scoring three points. So, name the top seven players in fantasy football scoring in week nine, according to PPR. So, if you can name five of these, you will stop me from scoring.
1: Dalvin Cook. One. Kyler Murray. Two. Josh Allen. Three. Um...
0: We've mentioned another one.
1: Richie James. Four. You only
0: need one more. <laughs> Canil Harry. Who?
1: Canil, the wide receiver for the Patriots.
0: Did he didn't even, Nikhil, he didn't even play. So I'll throw that one out. He didn't play. Oh. I, know, I know who you mean, but let's just go away from that. You have eight seconds. <laughs> <laughs>
1: uh. Drew Brees.
0: Incorrect. Unfortunately, that means it is a field goal. Uh... Christian McCaffrey, Devontae Adams, or Tyreek Hill. Those are all the rest of them. You almost got it. If I, Honestly, if it was any normal play, you would have got Like if you were playing against another opponent, you would have got it because you named those three pretty quickly. So it is three to nothing, with, say, one minute left in the game. First and 10 at your 20. What would you like to do? Would you like to hail Mary? Would you like to maybe get the tuck-and-run performance of the week? which is a receiver's question.
1: Uh, yeah, let's do the uh, tuck and run. Okay. Performance of the week.
0: I, basically, the, the tuck and run performance of the week is the same exact thing. Oh, And that's the end of the game, but I will give you this. This is for the win. Because the tuck and run performance of the week is essentially a Hail Mary. If you answer correctly, it is a touchdown. But if you answer incorrectly, you lose 10 nothing which I'm not going to count that. We'll just say you lose, lost 3 nothing because you were a, a champ and came on and played by yourself, and it's all much harder to play by yourself than against somebody. So the tuck-and-run performance of the week. I will give you this player's stats, and you will tell me who you think it is. Nine receptions, 184 yards, and one touchdown. And for a hint, because I like you and I appreciate us still having a show because of you, this player did this in a loss, and it is a player that is not a complete unknown. Tonight.
1: Uh, nine catches. To two names.
0: Nine catches. 184 yards. One touchdown. Great great play. He played great. But he did this in a loss. And it is a name we have mentioned already tonight. 20 seconds.
1: I, I can't remember if the Chiefs won or not.
0: The Chiefs did win. They beat the Panthers.
1: Then I'm going to roll with uh, Richie James.
0: That is correct. Richie James is the right answer. He had nine catches, 184 yards, one touchdown, scored the most fantasy points for receivers, and that's a touchdown. Seven to three, you win the game. So you know what that means. You get to rant and run. You get to talk for two minutes about whatever you want. Although if you had lost, you also would have had the chance to rant and run because I have nothing to say. I say everything I need to say in the beginning. So I'll give you two minutes starting now. Go ahead.
1: Um, The most important thing I think I could say would be at Mike the Beast, hi. (laughs) Um, Now that that's out of the way, uh, I think the – so the only thing – sports wise i've kept up with this year is really the texans which is being slowly destroyed over the last three years um which most of it comes down to what's left is a guy named brian easterby who is the vice president of operations here and he uh he fired someone today well he technically didn't but they fired someone today that everyone basically loved and it's all over uh twitter and uh, jj watt even came out and said she was amazing which is a weird thing for a player to do but um it gives me little to no hope for the uh, Texans' future for as long as this guy, which is Brian Easterby, which is a former Patriots guy. Um, as long as he's here, I feel like the team is doomed. So maybe I'll get surprised. Maybe we'll get a nice GM. We'll get someone like Eric B. Or, uh, or Joe Madden or something to uh, come in as coach. But until then, I'm pretty much a depressed football fan, just watching games with no emotion at all.
0: Thank you for that, Smooth. I totally forgot to ask why we call you Smooth Grandmama. But hopefully, if and when you come on again, I'll remember to ask. And a big thank you for still coming on today and competing, even without an opponent. I would have hated to take a mid-season hiatus, even if it was for only one episode. All in all, I think our one-versus-game-show format worked really well, and I'm super happy you were able to pull out the win at the end. You really saved your best plays for last. Bravo. And to our listeners... Next week I do plan on being back with two contestants, but as always, we'll see what happens. So for Smooth Grandmama, I'm Dale Tucker, reminding you that you are three times more likely to get a virus on your computer or cell phone from religious-based websites than you are from pornographic websites. That's according to Symantec in one of its internet security threat reports. This has been a Tucker Punch production, and we are out.
2: You're gonna battle, you're gonna fight. You're gonna be alright Regardless of the scoreboard You can do anything that you work for Do it for us Do it for one another Do it for yourself And do it for each other Regardless of the scoreboard Regardless of the scoreboard 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 scoreboard. I'm not gonna lie They had us the first time We started slow But we're always gonna finish fast It's gonna be hard It's gonna be tough you're gonna battle you're gonna fight.